What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud, or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly, Craig Horlbeck. We are going through the must-add players after week four. We're going to do a trivia style, so we're all going to pick our favorite player to add after week four at each position, so our favorite running backs, receivers, tight ends, et cetera, et cetera. And then if we pick the same guy, we're going to have a little trivia showdown to see who gets them, and then we're going to go through. We're going to hopefully give you all the picks from shallow leagues, deep leagues, everything in between. Okay. If you have trivia questions, you can email us them at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Remember, they kind of need to usually answer needs. We need it in a number, a quantity, an amount, a year, whatever. We need a number. Uh, yeah, so with that said, we'll go through the big news at running back this week. Obviously, Javante Williams, the Broncos running back, has towards ACL and his LCL, so he's mm. out for the season. Brutal. That's the big one. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back, has an ankle injury. We're recording this Monday afternoon. We don't really know the deal with Jonathan Taylor's ankle injury yet. Adam Schefter has reported he might play. They're playing Thursday Night Football. I got to tell you the truth. I kind of am taking Adam Schefter's report with a massive, many grains of salt. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's going to play. Naheem Hines is the backup for Jonathan Taylor. I He's rostered in like 60% of leagues. So Hines, we're not going to do him for this exercise. But to be clear, we would all want Naheem Hines if Jonathan Taylor misses time, especially for this week, right? I mean, if ta- Taylor's not going to go, right. I assume we would all take Hines. So Hines is like number one. Same with Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. He's rostered, probably not available in your leagues, but if for whatever reason, Naheem Hines, Melvin Gordon's available in your league, those are like the two dudes we would take first by a lot. Yes. It sounds like Taylor escaped serious injury because at first it sounded like it was a high ankle sprain, which is very not good, especially for running backs. Um, But it sounds more like it's probably a low ankle sprain, so he's just going to have to rehab it and get back out there. It's maybe not going to be this week. So this is your window for Hines if he's out there. But long-term, it's looking like Taylor's okay. The other dude that if they were available in this 
threshold. We try to stick to players under 40% on either Yahoo or ESPN. Raheem Mostert, the Dolphins running back, pretty much the starter in Miami, hasn't had great points yet, but that's another guy that if you were in this exercise would probably be taking. And then also, if you want a, like elite handcuff, technically the starter is still healthy, but like Alexander Madison is the backup for Dalvin Cook. If he's out there, he's probably rostered in over 40%. I would grab him too because Dalvin is very banged up and is likely to, not likely, I should say, but uh, it's very possible that he could miss a significant amount of time very soon, any given day. So with all that said, and again, the caveat that those guys would take first, DK, who is your number one waiver pick at running back after week four? This was not actually very easy for me, but I'm going to go with Mike Boone for the Broncos just because Javante Williams is on the injured reserve now for the rest of the year. It's going to come down to Boone and Gordon, some type of rotation there. He could get pretty good volume, maybe, you know, 60-40 in favor of Gordon, something like that. But then you could see Mike Boone having some of the passing down work, more of the receptions, and and obviously that's good for half PPR and PPR. So I'm going to go with Mike Boone, even though there was a couple other guys on this list that I think are very intriguing the rest of the season. So. Uh, Mike Boone, rostered in 1% of Yahoo Leagues. Boone's Boone's a weird case because, so Melvin Gordon is obviously like the number two running back, really kind of been like a 1A, 1B. But Melvin Gordon fumbled in this game on his first carry on Sunday and then basically didn't really play much. Melvin Gordon's from, it was the fourth time Melvin Gordon's fumbled this year. And honestly, between the goal line fumble he had in week one and this one, you could kind of argue it's not very nice, but it's kind of, Melvin Gordon kind of, swung two of the Denver's losses this year with these fumbles. And he, I think, has the most fumbles in the NFL since, like, 2018. So I don't know if Mike Boone, like, he kind of out-snapped Gordon in this game. I don't know if that's because of the fumble. Right. Dika, do you think Mike Boone's going to have, like, a 50-50 split with Melvin Gordon? Because Melvin Gordon's kind of banged up a little bit, too. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I mean, I would say I would lean Gordon gets slightly more touches and slightly more work in this backfield, but Mike Boone's going to have plenty of opportunities here, I think is the main main idea. And he's probably going to have, honestly, the more valuable work in the passing game, certainly. Um, I could see Melvin Gordon getting some of the goal line stuff just because he's bigger. But, you know, Mike Boone's a guy that we've kind of had on our radar for years because he's always been sort of a preseason superstar. Things TK like that. always loved him in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah he did. I, I've kind of, I, I've come down from that like high or whatever of just like thinking he's going to be really good I think he's a solid backup and now he's going to get an opportunity to you know get a lot of volume so I don't I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar in fantasy but he's definitely worth throwing your flex if he's going to get half of the snaps or 40% of the snaps for for this Broncos team and especially um get more look in the passing game I think it's really substantial especially considering Melvin Gordon's older and if anything happens to Melvin Gordon Mike Boone have a huge role Javante being out for the season there's no ambiguity of like when he's going to come back like I I think there's a world where Mike Boone doesn't have much run, but I think there's also a world where Mike Boone just actually ends up a month from now if Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Like, he's just a straight-up top 12 running back and every given yeah. week Melvin Gordon's out. So that's big. I also have Boone first. Craig, did you have Mike Boone first? Yeah, he's the only running back really on off the waiver wire this week that doesn't have, like, a speculatory role. Like, he's going to have a role, and it's not something you have to forecast down the road. Like, he's going to have one this week. Yeah, okay. All right, Mike Boone. We all pick Mike Boone. Boone. Some, I'm like, man, week four, and we're doing Mike Boone showdown time. <laughs> Things are dark. Life well, we comes at you fast. Hands up. Hyvis's hands are up. I appreciate that. His hands are up first. It is the Mike Boone <laughs> showdown time. Wow. Woo. All right. What do we got? This is a great question from, I forgot to write down their name. <laughs> ben. Great question ben. from Ben. Ben. So Russell Wilson and Sierra, as we've noted, recently bought a Denver mansion with 20,000 square feet and 
Oh, I think you got this. Oh, 12 bedrooms. Remember, it only had four bathrooms. Or what is it? No, it was, no, it was 12, 12 bathrooms, bathrooms but, four bedrooms. Four bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah four yeah, or right, five okay. bedrooms. Yeah. So 12 bath. Yeah, so, all right. So the emailer got it right. And my memory was wrong. Shocking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry to slander you, Ben. But Russ and Sierra bought that bedroom. Oh, my God. I can't speak English. A house with 12 bathrooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Reading's never been sorry. The largest mansion in the world is the Palace of the Sultan of Brunei, which comes in at over 2 million square feet. 2 million? 2 million, two million. square it's feet over is two million palace? square feet. <laughs> How many bathrooms oh, are no. in the Sultan's mansion, in the 2 million square foot mansion? 2 million square feet? So Russ has 12 and 20,000 square feet. Oh my God, now that you scale up, there's no way there's 1,000 bathrooms, right? Oh my right. God. Just going to have to. How many people live it. here? How many? I, I don't know. I'm not a salt. Um, it's 2 million square feet. I I can't fathom that. You know, how sometimes numbers get too big and like your yeah. brain can't comprehend them. I don't even know what 2 million square feet I'm, looks like. Tr- I'm trying to think of like, what's an acre? I'm like, I don't even know so what like acre a means. Bo- like the Boeing like factories where it's just like city blocks worth of building. I don't know. Yeah. How many square feet do you think a Walmart is? No idea. A Walmart, maybe 50, like 50,000, 70,000, 100,000 square feet. I don't know. A Costco, it's like 100,000 square feet. I don't know. It's, all, it's like way taller, too. Do they even measure that? I don't know. I'm going to go with 300 bathrooms <laughs> in the 2 million square Wait, foot home. Do we usually, we usually guess way too high, right? Hyphens is going for the low here. Um, think about the plumbing. 300 bathrooms. <laughs> Labyrinth. Imagine if you're like in the shower there and the water gets freezing cold and you're like, damn it. <laughs> One of the 1,000 bathrooms was just flushed. Uh, I'm going to go with 800. Yeah, I was just thinking 1,000. So I'm going to stay at 1,000. People always over bathrooms. 1,000 bathrooms. I crushed this. <laughs> so 250, ridiculous. 257 bathrooms. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, it doesn't seem like enough. I get Mike Boone. Uh, Dicky, you were way off. Craig, you get the next yeah. pick here. I'm going to go with... Ugh. I'm stuck between two. Recency bias leads me to pick Rashad White, but long-term Tyler Algier. I'm going to go with Rashad White, the running back rookie for the Bucks. Damn you. Is that who you're going to take? Uh, yeah. I actually think just eye test, he looks good. And mm-hmm. he looks more spry. And like can kind of do something different than Leonard Fournette can. Fournette's kind of had a down start to the year, mainly just because he hasn't really been scoring. He had kind of a he had a touchdown this week, but he didn't do a lot. Yeah, um, negative three r- r- rushing yards on three carries. Yeah, and then like <laughs> Rashad White came in and was kind of making some things happen. And importantly, he took two full drives away from Fournette in the first and second half. He just had like two full dedicated drives just to Rashad White, which I liked a lot. Um, and I like that Todd Bowles kept playing him despite him fumbling on the opening snap of the game. And honestly, potentially like losing the game for the Bucs. <laughs> right. Um, if he didn't fumble, who knows what could have happened in that game because both teams were kind of just scoring at will. But yeah, I'm going to go with Rashad White. Yeah, I was going to say this too. He had 39% of the snaps. I, I think uh, I saw this from Hayden Winks. They were basically rotating two to one on drives with Fournette and him. And I think the idea is they're just going to get him more involved as the year goes on. And also, I keep coming back to this. I feel like this was all part of their plan because Adam Schefter prior to the week one kickoff, was like, this is my big sleeper of the year, Rashad oh, yeah. White. Like, I think he heard something about how they're trying to, like, you know, work him into the offense eventually, and then as the season goes on, he's going to have, like, a bigger role in it. 
And the big thing with him is he, and this was what he was at, in college too, is he's a really good pass catcher. He's good in the passing game. We saw that he had five catches for 50 yards yes, uh, last night during that game. And so, yeah, eight touches to 10 for Fournette. You know, they're splitting the goal line work. Um, he's getting a little bit of work in third down and long down and distance. So basically, they utilized him in every situation. Like you said, Craig, they were basically just letting him have drives. Um, so, yeah, going forward, he has a standalone role as a rotational guy in this offense, I think. But again, you kind of have to project a little bit. Like maybe this was a one-off thing. Who knows? Um, but going forward, he probably has a standalone role. And then if Fournette ever got hurt, like he would be a league winner type guy. So. No other running backs played for this. And I think, Craig, you mentioned that you were between the Falcons and the Bucks. The difference is the Falcons running back backfield, it's a freaking mess. There's literally like five people that are involved. The the Buccaneers, it's just Fournette and Rashad White, like literally. So, I mean, there's always a chance they're going to get a goal line carry. Literally, if Fournette needs a sub, like it's Rashad White. So that, I, I think that's White. The next one, though, DK, are you going to take the Falcons? We forgot to mention up top that Cord- Cordero Patterson's on injured reserve now. So that doesn't mean the, the whole season anymore. So he's eligible to come back in a month. But regardless, Patterson's on injured reserve. Would you take a Falcons running back, DK? Or are you going another direction? I think, yeah. I mean, I guess like if you're looking to fill someone in for this this week and this week only, Tyler Algier for the Falcons, a rookie. I believe he was a fourth-round pick. Um, <clears throat> he's a pretty good option. I mean, obviously, the problem here is the offense is hit or miss, hard to predict. Uh, Damian Williams is going to be coming back off the injured reserve at some point here. Cordero Patterson is going to be coming off the injured reserve uh, after four weeks in theory. You know, there's just a lot of guys in this backfield. And so, like, if you want a long-term rest-of-season option, he's maybe not the best bet. But for this week, he was getting a lot of the um, passing down work in in this offense. Um, He was splitting reps basically with Caleb Huntley, who they signed from the practice squad the day before, I believe. And so... He's kind of, you know, he looked pretty good. He had 84 yards rushing. He had, he had a 20-yard reception. Um, but I would say, you know, don't expect this to kind of, like, last very long. If you want someone for the rest of the season, like if you had an injury, like Javante Williams, for for instance, there's another guy I would still recommend. Well, hold on. Let's stay on the Falcons for a second. This is why the Falcons situation is kind of a mess. I actually disagree with you. I don't even, he's not even the running back I want from the Falcons. Because I, I, Tyler Algier, I think I might even rather have Caleb Huntley. If I have to play someone this week and this week only, I mean, because here's the thing. Caleb Huntley was basically getting all the goal line work and all the, yeah. the short down work. Mm-hmm. Algiers getting like the passing downs and like the third and longs and the second and longs. They're not in passing. Theory, <laughs> in theory, yeah, exactly. Mark Smart threw seven or completed seven passes last week. Who gives a shit yeah. if he has the passing down work? I don't care. And so I don't really have any interest in the passing down work for the Atlanta Falcons. They won't throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. Why are they going to throw the ball to Algiers? I'm like, if you just want to pray for a touchdown, I guess it's Caleb Huntley, but they, they're, they're giving the ball to everybody. It's like they're just they're running a ton, but they're su- splitting it between Algier and him. And there's also Avery Williams. Arthur yeah. Smith doesn't give a fuck about your fantasy team. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody ha- having the majority of the carries. He's too busy he does whatever winning. He wants. He's a chaos to be clear, Nobody does. None <laughs> He's of, little nobody finger. Cares. <laughs> Here's the deal, Heifetz. I actually agree with you, and this is what makes it difficult. So I'm just going to skip Algier. I'm changing my mind. I'm going. With, I'm going back to the well with JD McKissick. I just think. If you want someone who you can rely on a little bit more, specifically if you're in half PBR, PBR leagues, um, I would rather have McKissick at this point, rostering 28% of Yahoo leagues. He outsnapped uh, Gibson 38 to 30, Antonio Gibson 38 to 30 in this last route, in this last game. He ran 26 routes compared to 12 for Gibson. He had four targets, eight carries, 12 opportunities, um, basically to touch the football. And so, you know, in a, for a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot this year, they're going to have a lot of garbage time in, in all likelihood. 
he's the guy you want in this backfield. Brian Robinson's going to be coming back at some point. I don't think he's going to be eating into McKissick's role. Well, he's he's going to be eating activated. into Gibson's role. Brian Robinson's getting activated this week. We don't know if that means he's necessarily going to play this week, but it's the same problem where if Brian Robinson does come back and play, now McKissick's in a three-person backfield, and that kind of sucks too. But he'll still probably, he'll, he'll retain the same role. I think McKissick is going to have the same role. I think Robinson yeah. is a problem more for Gibson. That's, that's my thing. The early down work, I imagine, would become split between Gibson and Robinson, and then McKissick yeah. would retain the third down role, right? McKissick is like the classic Amendoza line dude. Like, he just puts up seven, eight points every single week. And if you're really totally. desperate and you need that, it, it'll, it's dependable. His numbers, his like total production didn't look that great this week, but like 12 opportunities and he outsnapped Gibson. Like, this is what you're looking for for underlying usage. This is what you're looking for a guy who probably going to regress next week and have more points. Um, I just like, man, I'm, I don't want to recommend any Falcons. I'm kind of with you, Hive. It's just like, this is just going to be a mess. It's gross. The other one I'm wondering about is Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. It's also kind of a weird backfield. Clyde's been doing yeah. great, but Clyde is just, Clyde's just scoring a bunch of touchdowns and not that many touches. And eventually at some point, I'm wondering if, you know, you're going to throw a dart throw. Pacheco's, he got 11 carries in this game. He's played like basically a third of the snaps. But I kind of feel like generally speaking, when you have a guy like Jarek McKinnon, who's a little more trusted, but he's a veteran who has had injuries, his playing time's going a little down. Pacheco's is going up and like kind of banking on that trend. Again, it's not like a good bet necessarily, but that's a guy that probably not a great bet to get something for you this weekend, but Rashad White-esque where you're betting on a rookie to maybe get more of the backfield over time. Yeah, yeah. All the the point is, all these are flawed. Like Neem Hines for the Colts, if Taylor misses time, high upside. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, Broncos. Now Javante Williams is out, high upside. Everyone after Rashad White, very high upside. Fournette. All these other ones are super flawed, obviously. But like, I almost would rather have Pacheco than the Falcons guys. Pacheco's a nice start when the Rams when the Chiefs are playing a team that they're likely to beat badly. Like right. if they're playing like a, a Texans or something. I mean, obviously we didn't expect them to kind of handle the Bucks like they did, but that's seems to be when he actually gets a lot of carries is when the game's a blowout, which happens a lot for the Chiefs. So if they're playing a shitty team, he's probably a good ad in any given week. Uh, other ones, if you in the spirit of this, just like if you need someone for this week and this week only, you could do Craig Reynolds for the Lions just because the Lions are scoring so much. But the Lions are playing one game this week. They're on by the week after, and then Swift probably comes back. So I think Craig Reynolds is going to go back, I mean, to being a nothing after this week, but otherwise it's not very, I, I really, that's like as tepid of an endorsement as possible. The other one we got to mention, though, the Saints, man, because Kamara was the surprise out, Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray filled in. You know that those are the two oldest active running backs this season, are <laughs> Mark Ingram that. and Latavius Murray to take a snap. And so, I mean, this is like the geriat, this is like the, the old person home with DK, with these two dudes. So, <laughs> in theory, like, oh, it's a back... But I'm kind of like, this offense sucks. This offense, the Saints cannot move the ball. I mean, you know, we, we were optimistic that the Saints offense, some of the Sean Payton leaving might be offset by the receivers. I mean, not even close to close. This, I mean, it was bad, and then Jameis leaving, everything's been awful. So, I mean, how valuable is this? Especially if Kamara plays and the three of them are together, this is just a disaster. I don't know if I want to touch any of this. The Saints, man. I got I got a little pushback because I wrote an article about the Saints before the season and basically how they're all in and extremely, extremely highly leveraged on winning this year. And then they spent like three first rounders to go get Olave. And I'm like, might not be the best plan. I mean, Olave looks solid. He looks really good. But is he going to change the comp like absolute like complexion of your team? Like sometimes it makes sense to well, it's hard when all your depth, best players have are a little injured. depth. 
Still yeah. though, Jesus. That's 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 where having depth helps because the NFL season is long. So that's where we're going with the running back ad. So again, that's Naheem Hines in the Colts, Melvin Gordon in the Broncos, Mike Boone in the Broncos, Raheem Mostert is out there in the Dolphins, Rashad White for the Bucks. Oh my God! And then good luck, JD McKissick for Washington, Pacheco for the Chiefs. The I Falcons like McKissick soup. No groaning for me from McKissick. That's okay. good. I'll groan. And then, yeah, if you're super, super desperate, you can go Craig Reynolds or Ingram Murray, but that's, they're probably just worth leaving there. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Okay, receiver time. Uh, again, guys that are probably too rostered for this exercise, but that you should probably add if they're there. Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. If he's there, you probably want to get him. Michael Gallup is back for Dallas, had a touchdown. All the ACL guys had a good week. Godwin, Gallup, J.K. Dobbins. Good weeks to the ACL guys. Otherwise, DK, who's your number one wide receiver waiver pick after week four? Did you mention Isaiah McKenzie? He's, I think, over the limit for what we do here, but with Jamison Crowder breaking his ankle and potentially he's going to be out for a long time, this could really make Isaiah McKenzie's role much more valuable. We don't know if McKenzie's going to play this week. He's probably more of a stash, right? Because we're not sure. No, he, gonna... rest of season, he's, I think, going to be very valuable. Like he, Because the reason he wasn't doing more in this offense is because basically he's splitting reps with Jamison Crowder for that, throughout the first half of the season. And so if he has a full-time role, you know, he's potential like a wide receiver three the rest of the season. Um, so I don't know. I would I would prioritize him if he's out there. Even if he doesn't play this week, I'd, I'd definitely add him. Um, but apart from that, since we we have we set our thing at 40%, George Pickens is my guy. George Pickens. I, I don't think we need to explain it all that much. <laughs> like, I think with going forward, obviously, um, they're going to, who are they playing the Bucks this weekend? They're playing the Bills. Sorry, the Bills. The Bills, who are very, very good on defense. Uh, the, the Steelers have a couple of very strong opponents coming up. However, um, the Kenny Pickett connection with Pickens. Did you say the real. Seahawks? Am I having a stroke? The Steelers have tough opponents coming up. Yes. I don't think I said the Seahawks, but I oh, don't Oh, so I'm know. just having... You guys I don't know for sure. Do, do I smell toast? <laughs> you smell uh, no. Regardless, the Steelers, they have a tough uh, couple... Opponents coming up, but Pickens obviously big time star in, in preseason. We can see the talent; it's very apparent. Uh, Trubisky just would never throw him the goddamn ball. Pickett knows where his bread is buttered. He's throwing him the football at a very high rate, um, and so maybe this Pickens thing is happening. I think at the very least, it's worth it's it's very much worth taking a flyer on Pickens and seeing if he can turn into like a star rookie receiver this year. The pitch is simple. It's all the cool highlights you saw of George Pickens in the preseason were from Kenny Pickett. Also, like, George Pickens has already made, like, three of the best 10 catches of the season. <laughs> and he has, like, 10 targets this year. Pickens is also my number one guy, Craig. I assume it's the same for you. Yep. Okay. Jordan, see, this is this is a little more fun than the uh, Mike. So it's for all the marbles. Can we talk about how much money, if you're in a free agent auction bidding waiver system, how much money you would spend on George Pickens, roughly? Because his upside is kind of, like, enormous. Right? Like, yeah. there is a world in which he's, like, a top 10 wide receiver by the end of the season? I would spread a pretty massive chunk of money on Mike Boone-Pickens combo because if you're down bad, if you need a receiver 
you're trying to hope that George Pickens actually ends up being the best rookie receiver, even though there's already been good ones. Like, I, if there's a 25% chance that George Pickens is just the top two rookie receiver the rest of the way and just fantastic, I would spend a third of your budget. A yeah, third, a third was what I was thinking. And I wouldn't like shame you if you went higher. I think you're probably going to need to spend a lot to get him because people who are paying attention in the preseason are like, hell yeah, this is happening. I'd be willing to spend two-thirds on the Boone's, Boone-Pickens combo because Javante being out for the season, Melvin Gordon is not taking like a lion's share. I don't think he's really going to be able to take, you know, 70%. Like Mike Boone's going to get a really large amount of carries for Denver and he can catch. T-Boone-Pickens. Did you, did you guys pick up on that? T-Boone, what? T-Boone-Pickens is a, is a, like a really famous businessman guy. I don't know no. who that is. Cool. Oh, <laughs> we haven't oh, done look, trivia yet. Okay, that's <laughs> his name is T Boone Pickens. I've just said Boone Pickens without even like hesitating. I remember Drake tweeted the first million's the hardest, and T Boone Pickens, who was like ninety years old, quote tweeted him and said the first billion's a hell of a lot harder. <laughs> and that's how I learned who <laughs> Flex. Pickens was. Also, I'm pretty sure he died. He did. He died in All 2019. Right. Uh, as of 2016, he had a net worth net worth of 500 million. So is that how much you would bet on him in free agency? Yeah. Bet on these guys? The T-Boone Pickens number. The answer is a lot. T-Boone couldn't even buy that house in Bunai. <laughs> if you're 0-4, if you're 1-4 or even 2-2, two two, I think you could blow almost everything you got on Pickens and Boone. I think you have to be ready, though, for it to be... It, I mean, I think there's still a little bit of speculation here. Number one, Tomlin's being a little bit cagey about who he's going to start. Going he's going to play Pickett. Probably. Play. Probably. People would, would riot agree. if they bring Trubisky back out there and he throws like three <laughs> picks again in the first half against the Bills and they got to bring Pickett in again as the backup. They're not doing When it. you're bidding with free agent dollars, though, like you don't have the luxury of waiting. If you're like one and three, if you're two and two, it doesn't matter. If you lose the next couple weeks, like, you, have to, yeah, you have to spend it. Like you're going to wait for a different running back. That's really important to have a different season ending injury and then hopefully get that guy who's going to be good. It's like, this is the best you're probably, you know, you can't. Just hope, like this is the opportunity. I, think I totally agree, Heifetz. I feel the same way about the auction draft, which is like spend the extra four, five, six bucks on the guy you want. You'll be happy you did in the end. And same with waivers. Like if you missed out on Jeff Wilson, Mike Boone is the next big guy, and there's yeah. usually not a ton of them every year. There's like no. two, three running backs that actually change the course of a fantasy season off the waiver wire. So spend the money. Yeah, and usually it's early in the year. Like yes, you know, there's probably not going to be a whole lot more guys after this. It was so, Elijah yeah. Mitchell last year. It's been Jeff Wilson so far. Now it might be Mike Boone. And I think, again, the key with Mike Boone is if Melvin Gordon misses a week for any in, for any reason, Mike Boone's a top 15 running back mm-hmm. in that situation. So Melvin Gordon's Mike 29 Pickens. and can't yeah. stop fumbling. Spend whatever you want <laughs> on Pickens and Boone. All right, so we all have Pickens. We got to do the showdown time for uh, George Pickens. This is the sexiest showdown time of the season. <laughs> Play some, like, George Michael or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is the George... Pickens, I almost said George Michael. <laughs> Showdown time! George Michael. Uh, okay. Four years ago, Elon Musk launched his Tesla Roadster into space, complete with a mannequin wearing a spacesuit in the driver's seat and David Bowie's Space Oddity playing on a repeat. It was four years ago. Today, how many miles away is that Roadster from Earth? <laughs> Did he launch it? He, I guess he launched it out of orbit then. I didn't know about I that. I thought it was in orbit. Am I crazy? I, I have, I, I, I guess that's super important to know. This I is don't. probably part of the, <laughs> the question. 
Can we? Well, no, we should know if we should, can we Google whether it's in orbit or not because that's like a map. If it's just been <laughs> flying away, that's a huge difference. <laughs> Somebody Google it. In the meantime, I want to talk about how the fact that I saw the Starlink this this weekend. It was pretty crazy. Have you guys seen you it before? It? Yeah, because no. it's basically like up in the sky. You know, you can see a satellite going by or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's just moving quickly. But Starlink is like I don't know how many, a hundred of those in a row, like all connected by a line. It's pretty crazy looking. I have to imagine that this Tesla is out of orbit because the distance wouldn't have really changed in four years. I feel like that's what I was saying, right? We, we, let's assume that it's that. There's no way it's, it's, it's out of orbit and it's been just traveling in some particular direction for four years. Oh man, how fast do you have to go to get out of orbit? You know when you're scared to answer a question like in class because you just you don't you're just afraid of how wrong you're going to be. Yep, that's how I feel right now. That's how I feel every one of these questions. <laughs> Why is this special? <laughs> I don't know. Anytime, like, once we get into, like, distance and space, I'm like, man. <laughs> the, the magnitude of by which we're wrong has seems to increase every time. I'm not going to lie. I just cheated, and I just did the math of what I'm thinking in my calculator. Google. Oh, you actually punched something into a calculator? No, I, in, I instinctively, and then I realized it was cheating, so I'm owning up to it. But I just was doing, I'm going, like, 100,000 miles an hour times 24 hours times 365 times four years. Why is, is he, actually, why do you, you think it's going 100,000 miles per hour? The, the is that farm? not, I don't know how fast, I don't know how fast you got to throw something to get it out of the earth. I don't throw know something. <laughs> Launch. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's super wrong. Did it get hooked up to the Bifrost or something? Like, I don't, there's no way of guessing this. I'm just going to guess. Like, Can you guys tell me how, how far away is Mars? <laughs> uh, the sun is 92 million miles away. And so Mars is only... Heifetz is thinking so hard right now. 10 million miles away is, I don't know. is Mars. How far away is a light year? I'm Googling it. Like I don't know. A, like That's a trillion miles away or something? I don't know. Oh, I was totally wrong. Mars is 72 million miles away. Okay. Right, I'm changing my answer. I'm just going to say it's... Wait. We all have to do it at the same time. I'm going to say, God, it's been traveling for four years. That's so long. And just every single second that go by that goes by, that thing is just ripping through space. Um. Okay, we all ready? Do we decide that it's uh, not in orbit? Is that true? Yes, we're we're yes. guessing as if it's we're not way in orbit. Past that. Okay, we decided that many. I, I you're you're in your forties now. We got to keep up. All right, three, two, one. Five hundred million miles. miles. I said twenty. You said five hundred million. I just said the sun was ninety-two million away. <laughs> it's you think out. it got to the sun and went back. <laughs> How long does it take to get to the sun? I don't know. Not four, four years. You think way longer? I mean, it takes sunlight eight minutes. Yeah. So like, it's not close to this. Uh, you know what? Let's just look at the answer. What did you say, DK? I said 8 million. I said 20 million. Oh, wow. I was in the low end. I feel like it's, it's going to be like, fuck, it's 35 miles. 90 million miles away. Oh, my God. What is it? 190 million miles. Suck it. So it is further oh than the sun. Oh, my God. That's cr- What? <laughs> Am I wrong on the sun number? What a win for me. What did you guess? 500 million. Oh my God, I was right. So it, it, that car has gone to like the distance of the sun and back? He has other things he should be spending money on, I feel like. Dude, isn't it crazy what you could do when you're rich? Like, he's like, I'm just going to put one of my cars in space. And everyone's like, okay. 
Yeah, instead he just tried to buy Twitter and then realized it was a bad. It, it, it was like his drunk Amazon purchase, and now he's like trying to dispute the order. Except it was for forty billion dollars. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay, <laughs> I didn't get the extra dressing in my salad. I'd like my money back. <laughs> All right, Craig. So Craig, you get George Pickens. That's that's fitting. You're it's only fitting that Craig gets Pickens on this one. Uh, I wasn't close to close. DK, you get the next best uh, receiver here. Dang it, this is tough. There's this one very option. Very tough. There's one clear option. Maybe two. I think there's two. Uh, I'm going to go with Zay Jones. Go back to the well with Zay Jones. He missed last week with an injury, but the week before, 11 targets. He almost targets. played. Yeah. I think he's going to be close to coming back. Through three weeks, he had a 22% target rate. I just couldn't do it with Rondell Moore. I don't know if that's the other guy that you had in mind, but yeah, Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones is a good one. Zay Jones is just, again, like probably the highest floor receiver that will be on waivers for your all season. Zay Jones is just like, it feels like not, he is the most likely player to get you like nine and a half points among all the guys that are loosely around. Buy low on the Jags. They're still good. Trevor Lawrence is still good. They're playing Houston next week too. Yeah. I'm taking Josh Reynolds for the Lions. Like, I don't know if Amon West St. Brown's going to be out or DJ Shark. We got to see. But I mean, Reynolds dude, this offense good. again. Yeah. What, what, what do we say? The Lions have 200. The Lions games have 280 or so points. It's the most literally in NFL history to start a season. It's insane. They, they're just crushing an offense. They're giving up the most points on defense. Like Reynolds said, 80 yards and a touchdown. Like, I mean, you just need a, it's not complicated. It's like just have the guy on the team scoring the most points. Like that's it. And he just stepped up. So I think as any of the Lions receivers miss time, give me Josh Reynolds and like you'll probably be better than the starters you drafted in the first round for all I know. After waivers clear and players become free and the first game is started of the next week, after you've done your waivers, after you spent $33 on George Pickens, after you spent 10 bucks on Zay Jones and Josh Reynolds, if he's free, Kadarius Tony. Tony. Oh my God. See I'm, there, like, so? I'm yeah. like the last person in Scientology who's still like, I don't know, they're making some good points with Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Mind you, he just was out last week. He's still hurt. Keep this in mind. I think he's supposed to be back. Also, if you don't like if you don't like Tony, get Wondell Robinson. Go pick him up. Also, Kenny Galladay got also hurt. Out with they injury. keep getting hurt. There's Hyphens, no one we know left. they're hurt. We know they're hurt. They're going to be back I'm just soon. Checking. That's the point. I'm just <laughs> so you're going to you're going to hold on to Wondale when Daniel Jones. I'm just saying, like like we're telling people to pick all these guys up. I have a, I love Wondale, but at this point, the injury, him being a rookie, all these quarterbacks are hurt. I don't know if you want to be holding on to Wondale. Tony Stash makes no him. sense to me. Uh, the only other person um, I would say is Rondell Moore for the Cardinals, who played 65 out of 76 snaps yesterday. Five targets, which was third behind Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz. He basically took over for Dorch. Um, Dorch only saw one target on 27 snaps, which is what we had. Dorch got Dorched. Dorch? This sucks, because Dorch was playing really well. But well, he's, yeah. he's not part of it anymore. It doesn't look like Rondale. Rondo's a good one. I think there are other guys, depending on your platform, that are much lower owned. I think you guys, there's also, more, I mean, Marcus Valdez Scandling, if you want to dart throw. Yeah. I mean, I don't no. like him. No. <laughs> I'd way rather have Wandale. You'd rather have Wandale Robinson than Marcus Valdez Scandling. By like a mile. Yes. Wha- really? Yeah. Easily. Why? Because what MVS is going to get you like one catch for like 30 yards or whatever. Like anytime you try and start him. Daniel Jones has not had 200 yards in a game this year. If we're talking next week, I would take Scantling. Scantling's had 40 yards in three or four games. Wandale, I mean, yeah. Well, this Scantling, his high this year is 7.8 points. But to like, be clear, good, you're ta- for, for next it. week, though, you're not taking Wandale. You're not recommending well, him Wandale for next week. Right? Really? He has one catch in his career. Yeah. 
Marcus, you still take. I have, I don't a, like I have a massive. I have a market. I have a very massive Marcus Valdez Scantling slant, like bias. I'm not. I, I would not start him for any the money in the world. DK is also a very optimistic guy about like young rookies, and he's always kind of on the side of like. I would way rather take the unknown and the upside of like yes. a guy like Kadarius Tony or Wandell Robinson over what we know is not going to happen with Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I just think Marcus is a better. I mean, look, the, the point is, if you're having these Ugh. problems, then you have bigger problems than, than. I mean, these are all not great guys. But Josh Palmer for the Chargers, even though Keenan Allen might come back, like, I mean, that's a guy. You'd rather have Josh Palmer than Wando Robinson, like, right? Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, as weird as it is to say, Corey Davis and the Jets, like, I kind of just think Zach Wilson's a little better. Corey Davis is good. He's been good. He was always good. So he's he has a top a 10 name. Pick. Yes. <laughs> Fifth pick. I think Corey Davis, for I, whatever, like the splits aren't dramatic, but I do think Zach Wilson looks to Corey Davis more in the end zone. He's also just, Corey Davis is like a bigger receiver. He's more physical. I think one of the reasons he's um, not, he, he's fine blocking. I think a lot of receivers don't like to block. Corey Davis is fine with it. But I think Zach Wilson just kind of looks to him a little more like risk-taking, throwing to a like bigger receiver. Uh, whereas, you know, Timing more adult quarterbacking stuff with Elijah Moore. So again, not saying do him, but he's you could do worse than Corey Davis. I'd rather Corey Davis than Wando Robinson. Have you seen how many points Corey Davis has scored this year? Like what his totals have been throughout the year? Weirdly, he's been really good. He has been great. He's put up 15, 10, 3, 15. I'd way rather have Corey Davis than MVS. Leaps and bounds. Watch MVS have like 35. Corey Davis is the wide receiver 26 on the year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah another stash but that's fantasy entropy no one's playing him in super games a, a guy the stash if he's in your league he's around just keep in mind Jamison Williams for the Lions ooh this good one the fastest guy in college football if you have a league with an injured reserve he might be on it if you don't have an injured reserve in your league I feel like Jamison Williams is probably not rostered so he towards ACL in the college football playoff Alabama probably wins that game if he doesn't get hurt at halftime and then Imagine this Lions offense and you kind of just insert like the fastest dude. Again, he's coming out of an ACL. Who knows how quickly he can come back? He might not be the same. But at this point, I think the Lions offense has been so good and so like so much passing that you kind of just want to see what would happen if Jameis Williams was anywhere close to good. I don't know if he will be, but at this point, it's pretty incredible to think what he might be able to when do. I, when I first saw that, that Jameis Williams was, he landed on the Lions, I was like, ugh. That sucks. Like, that's the worst. But now, now, like, four weeks into the season, and the Lions are the fantasy, like, rainbow strip or whatever. What is it? The Mario Kart rainbow strip? Like, they yeah, are the turbo, the, boost. The turbo boost for fantasy. Uh, I kind of am very intrigued now to see how this all goes. If you're 4-0, that's a James Williams stash. You can just throw, you know, championship time. Maybe you just have him. Let's throw him around. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Tight ends. Uh, Here's again, where it gets dark. Over the threshold that if they're around, grab them, no question. David and Joku, no question. That's mm-hmm. a guy just plug and play every week. 
Gerald Everett is like probably the lesser version of a joke who like you can play him every week. It's a little scary now that the Chargers offense has gone down, but those guys around take him. Otherwise, DK, who's your number one pick at tight end after week four? Ugh. The tight end group this week is is really rough. I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst for the Bengals, who I believe is he's, he's starting to see his uh, playing time ramp up. But he's been hurt the last couple of weeks, or at least banged up. Um, but at the end of the day, he's running a route on 92% of the snaps that he's playing. So like really good route participation. Over 70% of the team's dropbacks, he's running a route. That's a really strong number. The production's not really quite there yet. He did have a touchdown this last game. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the underlying usage, I think he's the strongest guy in this group of like potential free agent tight ends right now. Like, I, There's a lot of other guys that you could sort of throw a dart at, but I don't feel really good about him. So I'm going with Hayden Hurst. The trivia question for tight ends is the most important every single week because having to pick last in this tight end school <laughs> so bleak. is so bleak. I have Hayden Hurst as well. Uh, you know, he play, when he's healthy, he plays like 75, 80% of the snaps, which is like as good as it's going to get off the waiver wire. Yeah, I begrudgingly would put him there as well. I think also, I mean, Tyler Conklin. I mean, yeah, he's still is he is he still out there? He is, yeah, in some leagues. So I would I would probably take Tyler Conklin first. Although I guess we can graduate him for the purpose of this exercise if we want. If we've if talked he's about there, a he's lot, above yeah. Hurst. So we can put Conklin like out of the range if we want. Like I, are you guys? Would you guys? Both he's forty two percent on Yahoo, which is the reason I didn't mention him. But like, yeah, if he's still out there, I'd still I I would still probably put him first just because again he's running. He's I think he's still run more routes than any other tight end this yeah. year. He's running a lot of routes. He's out there like catching passes. I I still think he has an ability to you know put up like. Mendoza, or sorry, Amendoza line numbers. I agree. If Con- all right, so if Conklin's out, then I would, I guess, I would also take begrudgingly Hayden Hurst. Begrudgingly. All right, I this is the begrudging showdown time. <laughs> oh, I already, I already, no regret- George Michael on this one. Can I bail? I actually would rather just take. Give me Robert Tunyon. I'm bailing. Okay. So Craig and I are going for Hayden Hurst. The Packers are playing the Giants next week. It's in London. I just think Robert Tunyon's going to catch a touchdown. I'm like the Giants, suck. I, 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 the Giants are going to blitz Aaron Rodgers. It's going to go really poorly. There's no way. So I'm just give me Robert Tunyon touchdown express. You guys can fight over Hayden Hurst. It's the uh, Hayden Hurst <laughs> showdown time. <laughs> really, sad. really, really sad. It's like when you like. Sometimes you want to take a shot with the group, and sometimes the group makes you take a shot. This is like Craig basically not wanting to take a shot. They're just making him do it. He begrudgingly does it because he's... Like the one friend in the dorm who's like, I'm going to stay in and study tonight. And they're like, nah, man. <laughs> Take a shot of this Gelby's vodka. Fine. All right. This is from Brian. Brian. This is a good one. Imagine that Barry Bonds unretires. How many consecutive at-bats does Barry Bonds have to make an out to decrease his career on base percentage to under 400. Jesus. So Barry Bonds' on base percentage for his career, that's crazy, is that's is 700? Uh, 444. Oh, that's wow. insane, by the way. 444. How many at-bats does he need to drop it below 400? Outs. How many outs does he need? Or yeah, how sorry, many sorry, yeah. Well, outs, yeah. If, if he just walked up and got out in every at-bat, just struck out. To go from, what is it, 444, you said? To under 400. How many at bats every year? Hi, Fitz. Yeah, you're a fantasy baseball guy. How many at bats would like an average player have in a year? Five hundred at bats a year. Yeah, let's go with that. That's for math sake. Right? Yeah, five hundred a year. 
I'm going to say like 650 at bats. Yeah, my, my initial reaction was 500, so I'll just go with that. Like a whole year of just getting out every single time. <laughs> the answer is 1,427. Ooh, 1,400? Yeah. 1,427. Dude, I just, I mean, obviously, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but man, there was that a couple of years there where like he was either ho- hitting a home run or getting walked. Like there was no in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Shout I out still, Aaron I'll, I'll, I'll still never forget when they literally, the bases were loaded against Barry Bonds and they, they'd rather walk Yeah, we'd rather just take the run. And yeah. walk in a run and have him hit. <laughs> yeah. That's another there are, thing. There are I think some walks should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to intentionally walk anybody in baseball. Well, the whole reason it's because then you would just throw the walk and not call it an unintentional walk and you just walk somebody. You can't enforce that. Yeah, I guess. Well, you, I, you have to, if you have to make it within some area of the strike zone and if you don't, it doesn't count. You have to throw it again. <laughs> it's a mulligan. <laughs> so it's just a different sport. No, you just like, I, you, you can't just throw it like eight feet to the left. That's not baseball. You know what's funny? It's the most diehard baseball fans I know actually agree with you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's dumb. You don't even have to throw the pitches anymore. I love very small tweaks to sports from fans of other sports, but like not outrageous ones. Like, I kind of wish basketball had like 20 feet behind the hoop. So you're just like shooting into space? Yeah, I, I wish there I was like, like, a ho- like hockey. Hockey is so interesting because there's space behind the net. I wish basketball had that, like 10 feet behind the, behind the hoop. Oh my God. That is the dumbest so much- shit. No, <laughs> it's not. Every time I watch hockey, I'm like, man, I wish bass. That'd be cool. Yeah, I they're agree on skates, and you can yeah. go like four feet behind them. I don't. You, what, what is what is anybody going to do? Ten feet behind a basketball hoop? There's a there's a giant. I don't know. I want to find out. I want to. And I they're just going to. Are they going to run into the pole on the ground like holding that? <laughs> <the hoop? laughs> I don't know. No, it's bad. I'm intrigued. This okay. is an insane take. That's <laughs> <a> terrible twist. <laughs> It's what? Just one hoop to rule them all. And then you run no, in circles around it. You guys, you're going to watch a basketball game. When I just think my, I feel like, like my idea makes hitting more entertaining and yours makes the game less entertaining. How is it less entertaining? <laughs> it's, it's more Same space game. for people, but you can't shoot from the entire new area that you just created. You can't shoot now. Is there no backboard? Well, that's a whole other conversation. I thought about taking the backboard off. <laughs> You have to remove the backboard, but then actually we're just fully changing the sport. That that's that's too much change. It's just like a, a levitate. It's like on. It's like a drone. The rim is just a drone. <laughs> hovering drone. Isn't that like Quidditch? Yeah. Isn't there like a hovering circle in the God sky? This is slowly turning into Quidditch. Here's the oh deal. You, you're on flying brooms too. <laughs> All right, we can move on. Anyway, uh, I don't. Isn't Quidditch just kind of like hockey in the sky, lacrosse in the sky? <laughs> it basically is. Yeah, oh I know you say it. All right, uh, God. So okay, one of you gets Hayden Hurst. I don't remember who said what. God damn it, Craig wins. I got him. I had a strong day today, and I got Robert Tunyon. DK. Here's my deal. I'm going with Hunter Henry for the Patriots. Johnny, wow, I'm insulted. Johnny Smith got hurt, and that is the only reason why. Patriots are playing the Lions, so the Rainbow Speed Strip. So I get that. I mean, there we Brian go. Boyer, I mean, I feel like they're going to have freaking Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Good luck with that. I'm surprised. Daniel Bellinger for the Giants, man. Like, he's the tight end. We're talking about, like, oh, Wandale will come in and have his, like, basically second career game and get his second career catch. Tony will just play. For, dude, Daniel Bellinger is the tight end for the Giants. Like, I feel we just like got done talking for, like, 20 minutes about how the Giants played a Navy game where it was the triple option. 
And Daniel Bellinger was the leading receiver with 23 yards. Well, yeah, but they were hurt. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd rather. But like we're lowering the bar. It's a tight end. Like streaming a tight end is different than picking up a wide receiver. George Pickens is out there. Like these are very talented guys. I'm talking about one game. Daniel Bellinger legit might be the number fine. one option. In this it's game. fine. I, I mean, it's it's about on par, honestly, with Hunter Henry. The other guy to throw out there, Logan Thomas. Again, this is like Hayden Hurst style. The underlying usage numbers are strong. 94% route participation. So when he's out there, he's running routes. Um, he's he's running around on 71% of the team's drop at, so that's really good. He, the production's not really there, but he's getting a good amount of targets, and I think the production will come eventually. It at least gives you a tiny bit of a floor, so you're not going to get probably a zero. Um, so I would say him, and then also, will, will Jahan Dotson for Washington, though, has a hamstring injury, so he's probably, if he doesn't play this week, that's good better point. for Logan That's another Thomas. one. That's another good reason to add Logan Thomas. Uh, will Disley has scored a touchdown in three out of four games, so... I'm sure that'll carry. Add him so we can get two points for your team. Yeah. Now that he's done scoring touchdowns. I think I'm changing my number. I'm changing my answer to Logan Thomas. There you go. Logan Thomas. Okay, quarterbacks. I don't feel like people probably don't need to stream quarterbacks this week. Like, not that many injuries. You're probably fine. But if you do, not great options. Jared Goff, obviously the Lions have been incredible. They're playing the Patriots. It's not awesome. But, like, I mean, Goff, it's hard to argue against Goff. Geno Smith. Great game, playing the Saints. Saints defense is much better than the Lions. That seems hard. Lawrence, if you want to get back on the horse, Jags are playing the Texans. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than a lot of guys. Kenny Pickett, like, you know, he's got wheels. You know, Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback to have two rushing touchdowns in his first career game. Would not start Kenny Pickett against the Bills. To be clear, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is There's not really many options. Like, if you're in a two-quarterback league, you can have these guys, obviously. But, like, realistically, I don't. you probably don't need to stream a quarterback. You're probably fine. What about Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> You don't need these guys. guys. That's kind of a, super what, excited about that. Eh, maybe that's not bad. If you want to just spin the chamber and take a take a gamble, Carson Wentz is playing Tennessee. <laughs> Their starters the are better. Whoever you has, we know who the quarterbacks are. We know who's hurt. And like, if you have them, your guys are probably better. Don't don't stream quarterback this week. Defense, on the other hand, last week bad for defense streaming. This week very good. Four teams in particular. One of these four teams, I bet, is available in your league. In order that I would probably want them. The Broncos are playing the Colts. Thursday night football, so wacky shit happens on Thursdays. Uh, the Colts have the second most turnovers to think of the entire year. Matt Ryan has obviously played awful, like they're fumbling a lot, throwing picks. The offensive line, for whatever reason, can't protect. I mean, you know, if Jonathan Taylor's at, just a lot of stress in this team. Uh, I think that, that that would be pretty incredible as an opportunity. Dolphins are playing the Jets. I think Zach Wilson is like a mortal lock for an interception. The Dolphins defense, I, I just, bless his heart, Zach Wilson. Didn't you see that statistic Dolphins. when Zach Wilson threw the pick against the Steelers? It, he had the longest running streak in the NFL of not having thrown a pick, 170 attempts in a row. Zach Wilson? Yes. No, I didn't know that. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I could not care less. He will throw a pick to the Dolphins. I don't care. I thought that was like, I was like, is this a lie? Is this like Zach Wilson propaganda? Like, did his... <laughs> Who sent this stat in? This is incorrect. Many people are saying 170 <laughs> attempts. <laughs> Did Zach Wilson write this? No. Uh, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll bet against Zach Wilson. The Vikings are playing the Bears. We don't need to explain any further. As Craig said on Sunday, the Bears are the Navy midshipmen. Yep. They don't like just, that's just a great one. And then uh, the Titans are playing, if those are all gone, the Titans are playing Washington. Obviously, Carson Wentz turnovers like the Commanders yeah. are a disgrace. Like they're they're really awful. Uh, so they are. They are. <laughs> so <laughs> awful. They're a disgrace. They are. Broncos, Dolphins, Vikings, Titans. I think one of those defenses is probably out there. For you me. know how Bills fantasy league every year 
13 guys show up to the draft and they send one home. Yeah. We should do that in the NFL. <laughs> Relegate. Every year, the worst team in the league just shouldn't be able to, they shouldn't be allowed to play next year. So we'll get to, there's some big voting system. We'll all get to decide which team we just don't want to have to fucking watch next year. And we can all vote and it'll be the Bears. And the Bears just don't play in 2023. <laughs> it's my so then they just distribute the players to other teams or what? Yeah. I'm trying to think if Bears fans would even be mad about that. It's be like a relief. Like you act like you're mad. You're like, oh my God, thank God. It's like now I got I can do so many things on Sunday. Yeah, like the city of Chicago gets like Sundays free for a year. <laughs> Dude, I was talking to my mom and like when the Giants got really, really bad a few years ago, like when the Gi- when it became clear that the Giants were like the worst team in football, I called my mom and be like, oh my God, are, are you upset about the team? She's like, you know what? I'm having a great day. I'm like out on Sundays. I'm not watching the games. Like I feel, I feel free. This is great. I don't have to care. Like it was wonderful. <laughs> just carefree. There's something to that. Like every five years or so, you just need a break from like committing to watching your team every night. When the Warriors were super injured that one year, the year after Durant left and just nobody, Dre, Clay, and Steph were all out. It was wonderful. I just didn't have any basketball to watch for like three <laughs> months. It's the sports version of what we were talking about yesterday with DK talking about when you're a dad and you have your kids and all these responsibilities that when you get to take a poop and just be on your phone for 20 minutes, it's the only time of solitude. Like you Mm -hmm. need those moments. We actually got a lot of emails about that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. What? uh, Looking at your phone while taking a shit? Yeah, actually. I mean, Brian actually emailed in and said it wanted to corroborate what DK said. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and a high-energy lab. The only solitude I get yes. from parenthood are the 20 minutes of me staring into the abyss that is my phone in the bathroom. It's just utter chaos uh, otherwise, like at all times. Well, this is why people smoke cigarettes, right? A long time ago. <laughs> so you, you didn't have a phone. And, smoke. Yeah. and when you were sitting there bored on the couch, you just were like, I got nothing to do. I guess I'll have a cigarette. And that's the same thing as like, I guess I'll unlock my phone, see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, watching Peaky Blinders, that does seem to be the vibe. It's just like, yeah, what else are we going to do? It's not DK, start. You should only smoke cigarettes whenever you take a poop. <laughs> Yeah, how cool would that be? The Seems coolest like habit be ever. A lot of cigarettes. Well, not not like well, I mean, not like I shit like twelve times a day, but like that's not just like every once in a while. One or two cigs a day. That sounds great. That's safe, right? Yeah. Okay. Just a little buzz. Just wet the beak. <laughs> well, in the bathroom, I don't know if you want it. <laughs> forgot. To, yeah. So DK turned forty on Sunday. If we forgot to say that up top, and we got a bunch of emails, but we got one from Eric. 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 Eric says, I'm 46, and my dad shared with me when I turned 40 that, quote, getting old ain't for pussies. I mean, yeah. Uh, And then Eric writes that my 40s have been even more fun than my 30s. My boys are older. Nice. They're in school, and they can even stay home by themselves while mom and dad get an impromptu date night. And their sports resemble real games and not mosh pits of little bodies running around out of control. (laughs) Uh, Of course, the flip side of being in your 40s is you randomly get hurt. I've strained my neck brushing my teeth. I've hurt my back sneezing, and I've somehow strained my rib cage drying myself off after a shower. I've hurt my neck. I've like literally had like a like a muscle spasm in my neck drying myself off with a towel. Like that's happened multiple times. So I feel your pain. Craig just did the uncomfortable like hand through the hair. I don't want to think about that, which is funny because <laughs> Eric literally writes, Craig and Heifetz are probably reading this wondering what kind of freak brushes their teeth so violently that you strain your neck. Like, <laughs> dry off from a shower, but it's like, man, shit happens. I got to open Eric's world up. Electric toothbrush. There you go. <laughs> no more straining men of our generation are too old school Craig <laughs> can't be doing that in my day we used to brush our teeth manually and uh, we're sticking with it I take I sit down in the morning I open up the Wall Street Journal in newspaper <laughs> light up a cigarette take a shit 
Well, on that note, we're talking about our phones. Johnny milled in and asked a very important question. Obviously, we're all on our phones, like when we Always. go to the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you never think about how many texts do you think you get from other people while they're pooping? So many. Oh, yeah. I don't really like to think about that. No, no one does. Like, you guys, someone else is like, hey, look at it's this. And you're holding their thing. phone, and it's like, man, phones are gross. I know. No one ever washes their phone. <laughs> no. Think about that. The phone's Remember, been everywhere. And even people you don't touch. want to touch money, but like, like you know, oh, cash, dude, phones are way gross. When you're out at a bar and you're like shaking hands and you're touching doorknobs, you're just going right to the phone 24-7. You come home, you wash your hands, it's all still on the phone. You ever wash your hands before like you eat and then go back to your phone and be like, well, why did I even bother washing my hands? If I'm uh, yeah, my phone? makes no sense. This reminds me of the, uh, the bit from Superbad where he's like, yeah, before I became a cop, I just thought there was semen on everything, like <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> How much semen is on every phone? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. This took a turn. You're, you're in your 40s and there's no there's, there's there trace amounts of cocaine on every phone. It's like, you know how they say that about money? There's like yeah. trace accounts or amounts of cocaine on all dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Probably the same with phones, I'd say. So that's why wa- wash your hands before you pee. <laughs> that's my take. <laughs> Makes no sense to do it the other way around. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to everyone who emailed in. Thank you, Tyler Conklin? No. Uh, no. No. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Tyler, the creator. Oh. Wow. Roll the punches there. Tyler Conklin, Tyler Creator. Nice. I'm stunned you know Tyler the Creator, but like not a Drake song, but you know Tyler the Creator. I just don't know the names of Drake songs for the twenty millionth time. <laughs> I've heard Drake songs before. I remember the Tyler Creator, the Yonkers video when it came out with his That was like Roach. one of the first real times I was like, this is a music video that I've never seen before. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was. That was like a. I don't think I've seen crazy moment. I'm gonna Google that. It's like black and white, and he's just like sitting on a stool rapping. But he's got a. Is it a cockroach? What bug? But is like, on his like hand? one of those. It's like a like an African like hissing cockroach, like one of the ones that Joe Rogan used to make people eat in Fear Factor. Like it's huge. And I and I believe he has black contacts in, and he's just playing with this oh, bug wow. on his hand as he raps. It's it's very uh, interesting. To watch. Evocative. Evocative gets the people going. Isn't it provocative? It is provocative. Well, they're different words, but the quote is provocative. Okay. Evocative is a word, though. What's the difference? I don't know the difference. Bringing strong images, memories, or feelings to mind. I think evocative is more like, it's like less provocative, is like it's it's inciting, like controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Trolling you. Yes. Evocative is much more pure. It's just like evoking memories and feelings, I think. (laughs) <laughs> alright well on that lovely note we're glad we can provide insight as always and clear up everything for buddy thank you for listening email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you've got trivia anything you want to, or just any thoughts on the written conversations we have thank you to Jesse for production help goodbye everyone <laughs>